Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. That is absolutely 100% correct. If you like golf, well, you've come to the right place. We talk golf every Sunday here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers, Jay Ritchie and Jerry Butenoff at the five-star Broadmoor Resort. Colorado Springs, Colorado, the home of next year's U.S. Senior Open. That happens starting next June the 25th. It's just 343 days away. On the big show today, got some questions for you. Would you rather make a hole-in-one or receive $1,000 in cash? Have you ever became friends with someone you were paired with during a round of golf? Have you ever had sex on the golf course? Seriously, it's a comprehensive survey that was recently done by the Sports and Leisure Research Group for GolfInc.com. They asked dozens and dozens of questions. Those were just a sample, and they got a wide and interesting range of responses. We'll talk today to John Last with the Sports and Leisure Research Group about that survey. There was some really good news overall for golf that came out of that survey done by the Sports and Leisure Research Group. And John Last returns to Tita Green today to talk about that. We're just around the corner from another edition of the Mile High Long Drive Shootout. This year they're calling it the Mile High Long Drive Showdown, but that's not the only change that's happening with this year's event. The Golf Channel has come in. They've taken over Long Drive pretty much nationally. And this year's event to be televised live from Denver on July 25th. Derek Hines joins us today to talk about it. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I? Help me keep my head down, save me from those double bogey blues. We are America's longest-running network radio golf show. We're at the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's Jay and Jerry teeing it up with John Last as we continue. This is Tea to Green. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. 
This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800 935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800-692-0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. The show by golfers for golfers. Tita Green, you found it. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff back with you for another edition of Tita Green with the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 343 days away from now, the best senior golfers in the world will be here at Broadmoor East, one of a couple of courses they have here at the Broadmoor for the 2017, 2018, I'm sorry, U.S. Senior Open, and they're getting ready for that. Everybody around here pretty excited. They're starting to put the banners up around not just the property here, but on the road leading up to the Broadmoor, and it's looking looking like we saw it a few years ago. They've already um, done some of the paving work on Lake Avenue, which is the main artery that comes up to the uh, resort here from the east side. The uh, city's been doing some uh, uh, sewer-type work, and so they've already paved a good chunk of the road from here down to the freeway. Jay, um, and we're going to have a pretty popular defending champion, I think. Kenny too. Perry. Kenny Perry. Yeah. Good guy. Everybody yeah. seems to like him yeah. and everything. Jay, I was watching some of the Women's Open um, yesterday, and I think I've come up with another reason why a lot of the Korean women dominate that tour like they do. There's a young gal that we'll mention a little later, uh, Hijin Choi, who is a 17-year-old amateur. She's one shot out of the lead right now. Generally, when the American gals get in there, the amateurs, they're just thrilled to see the weekend if they can and Mm -hmm. make the cut and everything. Her goal was a top 10 finish coming into this. Coming thing. in. Yeah, as a 17-year-old amateur. That, I think, the mindset alone 
has, tells you a lot about why the Korean women are winning all these yeah. golf tournaments on yeah. the LPGA so Tour. Yeah. Uh, on the show today, later in the hour, Derek Hines is going to be with us. Derek, uh, we've been working with Derek for a number of years now. He's the organizer, has been for close to 10 years now, the Howard W. Messini Mile High Long Drive Shootout. And this year, the the event's just around the corner. They moved it up about a month sooner than they usually have it. And uh, one of the reasons for that is because the Golf Channel has gotten involved. Golf Channel, a few years ago, discovered Long Drive, and they've really gone all in on it now. And they've uh, taken over, pretty much taken over the Long Drive competitions in this country. They've went, they, they've they've taken a few of them, and they're broadcasting, televising them live. They've been pretty much doing the the World Championship live every fall, but now they're doing a series of long drive events leading up to the World Championship. One of the series, one of the events that has been fortunate enough to be picked up live by the Golf Channel is the one in Denver that Derek Hines has been organizing for years, the Mile High Shootout. And uh, this coming July 25th, that's a Tuesday, Golf Channel will be live in Denver with the broadcast. The tele- and it makes, sense for the, it makes sense for the Golf Channel to do that during the weeknights because that gives them some live programming and you don't get another rerun of the Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> or any of the other golf movies that they run over and over and over uh, about 16 times each year. So and Derek will be joining us later in the hour to talk about that. Our first guest, I think, is standing by now, Scott. Do we have? him uh back in yeah our first guest named one of the most innovative people in the golf business by golf inc magazine back in 2013 john lass founder and president of sports leisure and research group out of white plains new york a full service marketing research agency recently the sports leisure and research group was commissioned to do a survey on the state of the golf industry and they came back with some very interesting results to some very interesting questions. And that's what we want to talk to him about today here on Tee to Green. John, thanks for being here. Welcome back to the big show. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's, it's good to be back. The Sports Leisure and Research Group, before we actually get to the survey, what what is it, what do you guys do? We are um, we're a marketing research company. So we basically go out and help our clients find out what people think whether it's uh, getting their attitudes and opinions about issues, whether it's testing new products and providing feedback as to uh, whether they'll be successful or not, looking at the impact of advertising. Um, we're, we're a custom shop, so we, we like to go around and really kind of help businesses to uh, answer their questions and, and kind of get the voice of the customer. Was, and, this uh, survey, was this survey a first for you guys? Had you done something like this previously? We've we've been working with the uh, SI Golf Group uh, and and Golf Magazine for about eight straight years. Uh, we actually, um, among other things that we do with them, we've we've done a study uh, that we call our Omnibus, and it's it's basically intended to be uh, a real broad scope of of what uh, different golfers are thinking at the beginning of each season. So we've been tracking things like intent to play and. Uh, brand usage and, and, and other issues around the game. We, we track some of their specific attitudes about the economy and how that may play into um, their, their planned habits and expenditures for the year ahead. So um, we've actually been doing it, like I said, for, for quite some time, which is great because it enables us to, to go in there and see what some of the latest trends are and what may be shifting and changing. Um, but this last one was, was one that um, the editorial group at SI actually got a little bit um, more creative with. They decided, let's go in and, and try to find out some other 
more provocative things. Um, so, so this one kind of was a little bit broader in its scope in that it, uh, it touched on a couple of issues that maybe weren't as, as absolutely serious and straightforward. Those were in there as well, but it also kind of got a sense of uh, some interesting things, uh, you know, about other behaviors. John, before we get into some of those specifics, in your dic- dictionary for your group, where do you draw the line between sports and leisure? We, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good it's a good question. We um, we do about, about about half of our work is in the golf space. We also do work in Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, um, pretty much all of the professional sports. On the leisure side, we do a lot of work in the resort and travel space. So we've, we've worked very closely with a number of well-known golf resorts all over the country. We've worked with uh, a number of casinos and gaming establishments uh, throughout the country. Um, we've worked with some leading cruise lines. Um, so, so leisure really kind of, it really transcends into things that people like to do. I think, you know, one of the things that we really enjoy about our work is it's not like uh, surveying people about their use of pharmaceuticals. Not that that isn't an important thing to do, but uh, these are topics that people are generally pretty passionate about and pretty open and expressive about as well. John Last Sports and Leisure Research Group is with us today here on T to Green. John, for this particular survey, for any survey, sampling is important. Who did you talk to and how many folks uh, responded to your survey? This particular survey that, that, that Golf.com has run, uh, we, we typically uh, interview about 1,500 uh, golfers. They are a broad swath uh, reflective of the entire uh, national population of golfers, so everybody from folks that are, that are probably listening to the show and playing multiple times a week to, to people that play a little bit more casually. So uh, we're able to break the data out, obviously, across different groups of golfers based on, based on everything from their avidity to demographics to whether they play predominantly at private clubs or public facilities. Um, so it's, it's a pretty broad range, and, and, and we've tried to keep that uh, consistent. Sampling's a really important issue, not that anybody wants to spend their Sunday morning hearing all the nuances of, of methodology, but um, you've got to really be careful to make sure that you're talking to the right people, and that's something that we, uh, we're very diligent about when we conduct the research. Was this group a little older, a little more well-off, though, than, than, most of your, than some of your other surveys? Well, the golf audience as a whole tends to be uh, quite affluent, and, and the average age of a, of a golfer, if there is really such a thing as an average, uh, typically is in the low to mid-40s, so uh, it does skew a little bit older and more affluent than if, you know, certainly a lot more older and affluent than if you were doing a general population survey. Um, but, um, you know, the, the golf audience itself has remained fairly consistent uh, over, over the last 15 or so years because, you know, we've been doing this work, uh, you know, even before we had our company. Uh, I've been, been actively involved in doing golf research uh, longer than I want to remember. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I, it's good to remember, but, I, but it, it's not going to remind me that I've been doing it that long. Well, let's get to, let's get to the serious stuff first, and then we'll get to the more fun stuff later. Uh, but you, there was some good news in here, wasn't there? For golf. Yeah, there's, there, there, you know, one of the things that we always like to take a look at is, is bullish attitudes. And, you know, in this particular case, you know, we're always asking golfers if they expect to play more, the same, or less. Um, and that's something that we've looked at. You know, there's been so much conversation about, you know, is, is, is participation declining in the game? Has it really suffered? And, you know, from a very immediate standpoint in this particular study, you know, we found that uh, almost uh, one out of three. Uh, of the golfers we talked to plan to play more this year, and, and about half of them were playing the same amount, and less than 20% were going to play less often. So, again, I think it's reflective of the fact that you know we've often seen that the preponderance of, of the rounds and, and dollar volume spent on golf does come from a, a, a rather, um, you know, a strong but smaller niche of the golf audience as a whole. Yeah, I, I did think it was interesting, though. You, you had a question in there, and there's been so much talk about golf takes too long to play, 
You asked if you would play more golf if it took less time to play, and 72% said no. Yeah, well, people, you know, a lot of people are kind of maxed out, you know, particularly those that are the most avid. Um, so, so that number didn't really surprise me tremendously. Um, you know, again, I think, you know, certainly pace of play is an important issue, and we work very closely with some of the golf's administrative bodies to, to help them, you know, understand this a little bit. Um, you know, we've, we've certainly seen, you know, kind of related to that, uh, the, the idea of playing a nine-hole round has certainly taken on a lot more um, resonance with golfers over years. I, I know the USGA has been very actively involved in promoting their Play Nine initiative, which uh, has taken on you know a lot of, of really strong acceptance, both on the facility operator side and the player side. Um, but you know, it, it, it's interesting because people are playing. You know, those who have really engaged in the game tend to, to find a way to make it work. Um, very interesting story, if I could share an anecdote from some well, research we did. We're com- we're, John, we're coming up on a break, so can you yeah. can you hold that thought? And we'll I will get- hold that thought, yes. Super. Yeah, John Lass is with the Sports and Leisure Research Group out of New York, and the survey commissioned by golf.com, golfinc.com, of, of nearly 1,500 avid golfers around the country is what we're talking about today. But John Last, John's going to come back, join us on the other side of the break here with more. Jay and Jerry at the Broadmoor, Scott Cuddy in Master Control, and this is Tea to Green. Nobody really needs or wants home security until it's too late. You've heard the statistics about how many burglaries there are per day. You see the news. You know there are people out there that do bad things. The best way to help protect your home and your property is with an ADT monitored system from Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider. Call right now to get a free wireless home security system valued at $850. An ADT monitored system can help protect your home from fires, theft, floods, and call for emergency help. Call now to find out more about our $850. $50 free wireless home security system and start enjoying the peace of mind of security today. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. This offers for new customers only. Termination fees apply. $99 customer installation charge and 36-month monitoring agreement required. All for details. License terms and conditions available at secureathome.com. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. 
dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. Tita Green, the golf show. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Butinoff from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest carried over from the last segment, John Last, founder and president of Sports and Leisure Research Group from White Plains, New York, commissioned to do a survey on the state of the golf industry recently. They talked to avid golfers, close to 1,500 from around the country, asked some serious questions, asked some not-so-serious questions. We're talking a little bit about a couple of the serious questions, like the fact that they found out that more golfers plan to play more golf, which is good news John, overall, for the industry, isn't it? It is. And, and you know, it, it really kind of speaks to something that, you know, we've paid a lot of attention to of late. And that has been, you know, for anybody who's kind of read a lot of the, the more popular press articles and coverage of golf, it, it, it really has painted a less than positive picture. Um, and I think a lot of that is, is just context. You know, you've got folks that have said for years, you know, they, they kind of looked at, at, at history in terms of overall participation numbers and saw a number that was close to 30 million in like 2003 and that number is now kind of more around 24 million and, and what they failed to realize is that point of context was 2003 was kind of just this, this absolute extraordinary time in, in, in the history of golf that was the peak of tiger mania he'd won 32 times between 99 and 203 he got seven majors the tiger slam you had a lot of people trying the game and, and the definition of a golfer that got to that 30 million was really anybody who picked up a club once or more in the past 12 months and if you were to look at the numbers from the standpoint of those that really are more engaged in playing the preponderance of golf, the same people that you know we just talked about uh, that are that are looking to play more, that number's actually been pretty constant. And if you go back even further to about 30 years ago, there's actually been an increase in the number of golfers. So a lot of it really comes down to to context and the fact that you know we had a lot of trial and not necessarily the right type of infrastructure. Uh, to support the game, um, you know, in, in those years. But, uh, you know, again, both this study and some other work that we've done is certainly uh, showing some positive uh, in- indications in the years ahead. John, I've been uh, one of those people who have thought that uh, golf and skiing in particular have priced themselves out of where a lot of people can continue to either do it or they certainly have to cut back. Um Especially, I, I think, in a lot of public places, one of the courses, public courses here in town, kind of price themselves out of what people here think public golf should be costing. This was about 10 or 12 years ago, and they lost a lot of players and had to come back down. You know, Aaron Hills has a public course, you know, it's 200 and whatever dollars to play there. I think that's a real issue 
that needs to be looked at from the public side. What do you think about that? Well, I think like everything, there's segmentation that needs to play a role in, in, in the pricing and offering of golf, and I think you've nailed it. You know, if you're going to play you know, a, a championship-level golf course that, that has demand, um, they can certainly get away with charging more and, and, and certainly are going to cater to an audience that is willing to have that bucket list experience. But, you know, the cost of golf is certainly something that the industry, I think, has become much more acutely aware of of late. We've seen it with the way that a number of facilities are now adopting yield management to price their rounds of golf based on demand. And I think, you know, like everything, when you look at that 10 years ago time slot, that was kind of the peak where there were a lot of people kicking tires and the whole impetus in the industry was let's build these country clubs for a day. And, and that really wasn't the type of infrastructure that a lot of public golfers look for. But, but I really think it comes back to value. You know, it's not just about price. If everything was about price, we'd all be driving, um, you know, pick your favorite low-end car. I don't want to pick on a sponsor or anybody. <laughs> but, um, you know, that said, you know, it, it, it really comes down to having, you know, an understanding of your customer and what they what their expectations are and what they want to deliver. I, I was mentioning before the break, we, we had a little anecdote, one of, one of the most enlightening insights that we've ever gotten uh, in some research. We were interviewing golfers, and this was all about how do we get people to play more golf. And if I ask you guys, you know, what, what's going to be the, the top response when people say, why aren't you playing more golf? What do you, you, I'll put you on the spot. What, what do you think the answers are going to be? Well, time would factor in time and cost, yes. I think, for a lot time of people. Time and cost, Exa- yeah. exactly. That, that is exactly the two that everybody talks about. And, you know, last thing I knew, you can't necessarily give people more time than they have. You know, their, their lives have become more complex, sure. and you can't necessarily give them more money. But really, when we dug deeper into it, um, a comment that, that the golfer we talked to about, because it was very interesting, we were talking to a guy, this was a guy, this, this, this kind of germinated from an interview with a guy in San Francisco who had indicated earlier in the interview that he had um, bought season tickets to the Giants and he also had a, a vacation home in Tahoe. So, you know, he had time and money. And we asked him how come he wasn't playing more golf and he gave us those answers and we weren't willing to accept it. And when we dug a little deeper, we said, well, why are you spending that time and money on the, on the baseball tickets and the home and not on golf? He says, well, there's no guarantees in golf. And think about what that means, because as we mm. probed them a little bit deeper, it really came down to consistency of experience. It came down to providing a consistent value that said to me, it's worth the time that I've got to spend, and it's worth the money that I've got to spend. Those facilities that are going to go that extra mile and provide a top-level experience are going to do a better job of retaining customers. And, of course, what that experience is you know, is going to vary from facility to facility, and that's how companies like ours are, are brought in to kind of help them understand a little bit more what it is that's going to drive you know, greater loyalty and greater participation at their particular venues. Have you ever had sex on a golf course? Ten percent. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Ten percent said yes. Not yet. So if <laughs> Jerry said not yet, ten percent said yes. If you've talked to fifteen hundred people, that's one hundred fifty right there. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I you know, I, I kind of think back. Um, you know, we we all tend to uh, tell some fish tales when it comes to stuff like that. I, I wonder if that number is a little bit overstated, but that's what the survey revealed. Um, you know, I, I I think maybe from a little bit more of a family-oriented standpoint, I, I thought it was pretty interesting when we found out that um, almost half the people we talked to became friends with somebody that they had been randomly paired with uh, during a round of golf and. You know, 98, 99% had never seen a round ruin a relationship. So I, I think there's definitely something there, as we've all noticed, about the camaraderie and social aspects of golf. But, uh, 
you know, the, the question that you led with uh, was, was one that uh, the editors thought was, was worth asking. And, uh, you know, a little surprised that the, the response was that high. But, uh, you know, we, we, take it, we take it with a little bit of grain of salt on that one. Gets everybody's attention. Is golf more fun to play with a cash wager on the line? Only 16% said yes, and 30% said no, they never bet when they play golf. That, you know, it's funny. That one didn't surprise me tremendously either, and, and I think all of us, myself included, those of us who are very, you know, immersed in the golf culture and the game itself kind of, we, we make assumptions. There's a, there's a term I always use called echo chambers. We listen to those like ourselves, and we kind of assume that we represent the majority. When you go out and you do research with golfers, as we do, it's still all about the sociability. It's about being outside, enjoying nature, enjoying a beautiful experience, beautiful golf course, uninterrupted time with friends and family and those you're playing with. And that's really, you know, I think still the prime driver, plus, of course, the actualization you have for hitting that great shot. But, you know, when you do this work and... We just finished um, some work last week. We were out in California working with one of the equipment companies. And, you know, it always amazes me because when you're talking to golfers about equipment and you're getting into some of the nuances of the technology behind the product, it's always very underwhelming for us because we expect people to, you know, be able to talk about some of the metrics that people have been looking at in terms of swing speed and ball speed and, you know, understand coefficient of restitution. And, you know, most golfers don't. It's just, you know, hey, it's, it's, it's fun to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a great it's a great day out there. And along those lines, would you rather make a hole in one or receive a thousand dollars in cash? Fifty-seven percent said, "Keep the cash, I'll take the hole in one." Yeah, but what happened when we asked them if they'd get five thousand dollars? Then the number changed. Yeah, then it flips <laughs> yeah. around. Sixty-five percent said, "I'll take the cash." So apparently, there's a price on personal glory. Is that right, John? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody's got their price. I guess it's like that old joke that probably we tell on the golf course, right? But uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. I mean, you know, certainly the elusive hole in one is something that people covet, but uh, you know, there 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 is a number where people would rather just take the money. We've just scratched the surface here. As far as uh, the the questions and the answers, if people want want to find the survey and want to go over these for themselves, how can they do that, John? They can do a couple things. Probably the easiest thing to do is to go to our website, which is www.sportsandleisureresearch.com, all spelled out. Uh, go into the download section or the in the new, uh, the last word section, and, and you'll find uh, this article. Uh, actually uh, uh, in extensive uh, detail uh, on the site itself. You can also go to golf.com because that's where the the study initially ran, and that's who uh, commissioned it. So they've got uh, a nice uh, story on it as well. All right. Fun stuff and, and great stuff, too. A good snapshot of the golf industry in 2017 by the Sports Leisure and Research Group. And that's John Last, the founder and president. John, thanks for joining us, and good to have you back on Tee to Green, my friend. Yes, thanks for being for enabling to come back. Enjoyed it, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you so much, John Last, joining us from White Plains, New York, Sports Leisure Sports and Leisure Research Group, a full-service marketing research agency. Derek Hines from the Mile High Long Drive Shootout, standing by. Talk to him next on Cheetah Green. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? but you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. 
Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. There was only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. Well, what is it? What's the other theory? Grip it and rip it. <laughs> Tea to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club, and today I want to talk to you about a knockdown shot. I know you've heard a lot about a knockdown shot. Here's how you hit it. Three things you must do. One is play the ball further back in your stance than you think. You need to play it behind your back foot. You need your hands way ahead of where the ball is. I like to say they cover the left knee at address. Thirdly, you need to lean towards your target. 
This will help give you leverage and help ensure proper contact with a golf ball. If you want to add one thing to this shot, you must finish low to keep the ball flight low. That's a very desired part of any knockdown shot. Don't quicken the pace of your swing when you're trying to hit a knockdown shot. That will only complicate matters. For more on taking some strokes off of your game, visit the website, tdgreenradio.com, or check in with your local PGA professional. It's your number one source for golf news and entertainment on the radio. It's T.D. Green, the golf show. The show repeats at 1 o'clock Eastern time in case you want to hear it again or have friends that missed it. 1 o'clock Eastern time for the replay of T.D. Green. And here in Southern Colorado, a big shout-out to our flagship station. That's Extra Sports 1300 here in Colorado Springs. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Boutinoff from the Broadmoor Resort here in Colorado Springs, and we're trying to track down Derek Hines. Derek from the Mile High Long Drive Shootout. He's out in Missouri this weekend. He also coaches youth baseball. They've got a team that travels uh, all over the country and plays uh, baseball. They're like 17, 18, 19-year-old kids and uh, pretty successful, and he's on a baseball trip this weekend. We're trying to track him down. For about the last 10 years or so, he's been the organizer of the Mile High Long Drive Shootout. We've been fortunate enough to uh, head up to Denver and broadcast from that event. And uh, Golf Channel has been paying attention the last few years, and they've really expanded their coverage of Long Drive. They used to pretty much just cover the World Championship every fall, the one event. But this year they're taking a number of events that lead up to the World Championship. They're broadcasting them live, and one of the events they're doing that with is the one in Denver, the Mile High Shootout. And uh, they've moved everything up. Usually it takes place in mid-August or late August, but this year it's coming up uh, just around the corner. Next weekend they'll be qualifying in Denver at the Park Hill Golf Course. And then the following Tuesday, July 25th, they'll be moving to the Broadlands for the actual shootout itself that will be televised live on the Golf Channel. We were, were trying to track down Derek to talk about those changes that are coming up. Uh, good changes as far as uh, Colorado and Long Drive is concerned. Yeah, it's always fun uh, for the people watching on TV to, to really see these guys crack them out there at uh, about a mile high altitude. I know the Golf Channel had an event on, uh, oh, maybe a month or six weeks ago from Nevada or southern Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're expanding their coverage of this sort of thing leading up to the finals, uh, which are in Oklahoma these days. I think this will be the third year. Thackerville, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I think this will be the third year that the finals are at uh, one of the resorts in Oklahoma. Well, they've got a new governing body. It's called BUILD, the Board of United International Long Drivers. And uh, they've kind of come together. They've gotten together with the Golf Channel. And it, it reminds me a lot. I, I see the parallels between long drive and golf to bull riding and rodeo. You know, the, the, it's, a, it's, a seg- it's, it's the same sport, but it's kind of a segment of that sport that is really popular among a certain group of people. And long drive, just like bull riding has, long drive now starting to take off as well. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, if you're talking about rodeo, there's a reason that bull riding is the last event <laughs> in the rodeo because yeah. it keeps everybody it keeps there, there for the entire yes. two hours. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, now the uh, the PBR tour is, is just a separate animal in itself that is, um, you know, gone on on its own and... Uh, you know, very successful. 
Well, we're, we're still trying to track Derek down, but if we don't get him today, there's a good chance we could be up in Denver next Sunday doing the show from the qualifying next weekend at the Park Hill Golf Course. So we'll have plenty of time to talk to him at that point. I want to go back to uh, the survey that we talked about with our, our last guest, John Last, who joined, us from the, who joined us from the Sports and Leisure Research Group. It, you know, we, we had a couple of segments with John. We probably could have done about five shows with John <laughs> and not covered all of the questions and all of the answers that uh, avid golfers from all over the country responded with to that survey that was taken recently. And as, as I said, it really gives a cool, I think, a cool snapshot of the state of the golf industry and the state of golf here in 2017. There were some serious questions. There were some not-so-serious questions, some provocative questions that I think they threw in there just to get attention to the survey, such as, have you ever had sex on the golf course? Have you ever thrown a club in disgust? 45% said yes. 55% said no. I think think some people aren't being real honest. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder about that one myself. I was going to say that was more than 50-50. I had one on here, and and, and John mentioned this about becoming friends with someone you ended up just randomly being paired with. Uh This happened to me in Los Angeles, you know, would have been 30 years or more now ago, but I ended up playing at one of the uh, municipal Los Angeles courses, and they have a number of them, and... um, Paired up with these th- uh, three guys, uh, two of the guys and I hung around and had something to eat afterwards. And, and the one fella uh, was also a big tennis player. And so we got to talk in tennis. Turns out we lived only, what, three or four miles from each other. And he had courts at his apartment complex. <laughs> so we ended up uh, playing tennis, not golf. I don't think we ever golfed together again, but we ended up being tennis pretty good buddies. friends and playing tennis together. Yeah. Well, one of the questions they asked, how long do you stay around the golf course after you finish a round? 14% said immediately. Within a half hour, 37%. 33% said they hang around for about an hour after they finish a round. Do you typically stay to enjoy a drink or a meal after playing a round? 36% said yes, and 64% said no. Yeah. I think a lot of those numbers, um, it'd be interesting on some of those to see what the breakdown is uh, private versus public. Because I think in a lot of the um, you know, private golf facilities, I think it's more the likely hang that the people will hang around yeah. and, and eat, especially have a meal uh, yeah, there also. Yeah, true. So true. Do you, uh, does it bother you if one of your playing partner's shirt tails is untucked? <laughs> 17% said yes, 83% no. Would you join a club that allows its members or guests to play in blue jeans? Close to 80% said no way. Well, I don't know that any clubs, private clubs, allow <laughs> anyone, anyone to wear blue jeans. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's kind of a weird question there. Which of these most irritates you on the golf course? Slow play, 65%. Poor course conditions, 18%. Poor golf etiquette, 11%. High green fees came in at only 5%. Yeah, that that's a deal where I, you know people are, are knowing knowing what they're getting at. I thought the etiquette uh, part of it would uh, um, be a little higher on that. Yeah, that's because 11%. That, um, yeah, that uh, is something that I think has kind of gone south 
in the golf world over the last couple decades, let's yeah. say. Uh, people not realizing, you know, there are a few, uh, without being too anal or picky about things, there's just still certain things that, that you should do or not do on a golf course, and I think we've gotten away from that a little bit. Would you prefer to walk or ride playing golf? We know my answer. I'm a walker. <laughs> yeah, 44% yeah. would agree with you, Jerry. They're yeah. walkers. 55.7 said uh, they would rather ride. This one a little bit surprising, and I, it, no matter what level of golfer you are, you'd be affected by this one. Do you warm up or practice before you round? Two-thirds said no, yeah. 66%. Yeah, I, I think... Just uh, walk out and play. That's about right. I mean, I, you know, you and I always tend to go out and at least putt. Because you never know, your golf game as public or recreational golfers, your golf game is what it is. Uh, the only thing that's going to affect you going from location to location is green speeds. And so I think it's important to at least hit a few putts on the practice green just to see how fast or slow the greens are at that particular uh, course. Do you enjoy playing golf alone? I, yes. I do, but twenty, but only 27% said yes. I found that very odd, yeah. I love playing golf alone late in the afternoon. Same here. I mean, that's what I yeah. did so often as a teenager uh, in a rural area. Um, and, and, yeah, that that is just a great way to finish off a day is go out and play some golf by yourself. And when you're... Uh, you know, maybe not many of you left out in the course. My only fear is one of these days I'm going to get a hole-in-one, and I'm going to be the only <laughs> yeah. guy to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like the old commercial yeah. that, that, that used to run where the what, the 10-year-old kid uh, makes the I think it's a, actually a soda commercial, yeah, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah the, the kid makes a hole-in-one, and he's looking around, and finally the course marshal drives He's up. He had actually there. seen it, yeah. Does the equipment tour players use influence with you by? No, 63% said no. Um, have you watched less golf on TV with Tiger Woods out of commission? 82% said no. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, contrary to what the a lot of people preach that you know yeah. that the tiger always drew the drew, drove the Move ratings the and everything Moves the yeah. well maybe maybe he really doesn't yeah. or certainly doesn't anymore and then uh, some more fun ones his other his other driving has been the issue now yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> so much is uh, golf <laughs> golf uh, does golf belong in the olympics only 51% said yes did you watch the Olympic golf event in Rio? 66% said yes, they did. Um, if you had a chance to take a trip, Ireland or Scotland? Scotland, 67%. Ireland, 33%. Uh, and would you rather attend the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, or the Olympic golf event in Tokyo? The Masters overwhelmingly Almost 62% said they would rather go or attend the Masters. 25% said the British Open at St. Andrews. Uh, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, 11.8%. And just 2% said they would like to go to the Olympic event in Tokyo. Well, and that makes sense because it's easier to... You can actually get tickets to the U.S. or British Opens. The Masters, uh, you're on a 
it's like one of those waiting lists for NFL teams. You, oh, you'll, yeah. you'll you'll be dead before your name <laughs> gets up to the top yeah. there. So. Drive for show, putt for dough. Would you rather be a better driver or a better putter? 53% said a better driver. That kind of surprised me too. A little bit, yeah. But just—I guess you can't score if you're in in the trees all the time. So just um, a few of the questions. You can go to golfinc.com for more on those, or the Sports and Leisure Research Group website. Just Google Sports and Leisure Research Group and uh, go over there. There's like I could have printed out like nine pages of. Uh, of questions and responses. Those were just a few of the highlights we picked out for you today here on Tee to Green. Busy weekend again in the world of golf. Jerry takes us on tour next. Stay with us here on Tee to Green. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car? But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. 
We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800 813 9940. 800 813 9940. 800 813 Maybe... Maybe it's her turn. Maybe it is. Finally, she's one shot back along with the uh, aforementioned 17-year-old amateur uh, Hyejin Choi from Korea. Uh, Sung Hyun Park from Korea had the round of the day yesterday at a 67. She's three back at minus six, and then uh, So Yan Yu and Miram Lee at minus five. Uh, Senior Players Championship at Caves Valley in Maryland, which hosted the original International Crown right. three years ago. Uh, Major championship on the senior tour. Jay, who do you think is in the mix? I'm guessing Bernard Langer. He is the leader at minus 18. This, he's won it the last three years. Yes, and uh, he's trying to win his third this year, third major. Uh, after that, uh, leaderboard dominated by Bruins. Brant Job at minus 17. He won last month in Iowa. And then uh, it's a fallback of five more shots to Scott McCarron and Corey Pabin. And the regular tours at the John Deere Classic in Illinois. And why do we love that one? Why? Machinery as the team oh, markers, right. Jay. Come yes. on. You, every year I ask you this. <laughs> Try and keep up. Patrick Rogers is our leader after 68 yesterday. He's at minus 16. Two shots better than Daniel Berger and Scott Stallings. Three ahead of Nicholas Lindholm. The and the British Open next week. Next week. The most important thing at the Women's Open this week, how are they dressed? Yes. If you ask the LPGA. Yeah. Okay. It's been pretty pretty That's average. Topic for another show. Pretty average. Hey, thanks to John Last for joining us today with the Sports and Leisure Research Group. Hope you liked a uh, look at the results of the survey that his group did on the golf and the state of golf in 2017. Hey, that's going to do it for this week. I want to thank Scott Cuddy and Master Control. And thank you for joining us. For Jerry, I'm Jay. Till next time, hit them long. Hit them straight. Hit them straight.